0: Hi, folks, this is Gary, and welcome to another edition of What's Next Now, the community for conversations about growing your business and at the same time growing your career. You know, just before and during COVID, many people made many types of transitions. Many people lost their jobs, and we certainly grieve for the 600,000-plus Americans who actually lost their lives to this pandemic. And At the same time, a lot of new opportunity was created. I like to focus on that side of it. And so on today's show, I'm truly honored to have two guests uh, on the show, both of whom are veterans of service to the United States. So I thank them for that. Please welcome Yasser Chow and Rahul Harp Harpalini. Gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks so much for having me. Thank you
2: for having me.
0: let me start by giving a brief introduction of Yasir and, and Harp. Yasir is a veteran of the Marine Corps. Thank you for your service again. He's a former project manager with Booz Allen and now a senior financial analyst in the financial management division of Sidewalk Labs Group, part of Google. Very cool. I, I hope we'll hear a little bit more about that here moving on. And Harp was a U.S. Army infantry officer for seven years before spending about a year at Facebook in product solution and is now a Google product manager in cloud monitoring. Welcome, Harp. Thank you. So, um, Yasir, let's start with you and kind of what I like to think about as the road to Google, the road to Google. Um, So I'll ask you, along with your time in the Marines, principally the Marines, and then other things that you did, how did that path prepare you to join Google?
2: Gary, thanks again for having me. That's a very interesting question. Um, when I think about how my time in the Marine Corps helped me to get to Google, I think about you know what the Marine Corps taught me. And I would really break that down into a few key things. One, I discovered my love for finance in the Marine Corps, which is a very odd place to learn about finance.
0: Wow. That is um, but I took
2: a personal, I took a personal financial management course while I was in the Marine Corps. And after that, I, I just became incredibly addicted to the number aspect of finance. Huh. But I think um, what the Marine Corps really taught me that got me to Google was, um, you know, having a high risk tolerance And then also, you know, providing me with the discipline to really be able to focus and buckle down and be able to hit all the requisites that were necessary um, Hmm. to get this opportunity.
0: Wow. Yeah, I think most people would not typically think of financial management and the Marines as two things that you know, go together when you first think about our expeditionary fighting forces, the U.S. Marines, kind of the first in, in front of the Navy, and sometimes other forces. But on the other hand, it's a business that they're running there, right? I mean, in a way, it, it's a business of soldiers and logistics and supply, and that's a numbers game too, right?
2: Absolutely. So it's interesting because I was in a special unit in the Marine Corps called Marine Corps uh, Security Guard. It's a program, MSG, where you guard U.S. embassies. And in order to guard U.S. embassies, um, you have to meet a lot of specific criteria. You have to have certain performance reviews. You have to um, have your financial situation under control and be very fiscally responsible um, so every Marine has to take a personal financial management course as part of that program. And it's a very interesting story. If, if any of your listeners have time, look up this guy named Clayton Lone Tree. He's kind of a legend in the Marine Corps security guard program because he was a Marine who was stationed in Russia because of his inability to manage his finances, the Russian government was able to manipulate him to get into the US Embassy and compromise security. Oh wow. Because of him and other and and perhaps other other reasons. Financial management is a very important part of this program.
0: Wow. That's interesting. Well we'll we'll come back to that in a minute. Um I want to turn it over to Harp for a second and and ask you Harp what what connections or parallels would you draw? between being an infantry officer in the Army for seven years and now a product manager at Google Cloud?
1: That's a great question, Gary. Um, While in the Army, Army was very much my life, so it's it's hard to distill down to just a few few traits, but if I have to choose, I would choose uh, three major ones, calmness, teamwork, and decisiveness. Hmm. During a firefight in Afghanistan, you know, I was very scared and I was even more scared because I had the responsibility of leading a platoon through this firefight. But I also knew because of training that fear is contagious. And as a leader, I knew that calmness is contagious. So I would take a second, suck down my fear and give clear and confident instructions over the radio. And this calmness would spread and help fight the negative externalities of panic. And Shockingly, there's a lot of stress around shipping software and meeting launch dates. And I do the exact same thing as a product manager. In terms of teamwork, putting the team before self was instrumental in the army. And also knowing that you couldn't accomplish essentially anything by yourself, that it would always be a task force to do anything. So whether it was laying down artillery to support a mission coordinating, you know, helicopters and fixed wing aircraft to support movements deep into valleys. This was always part of the recipe for success. And it's the exact same thing at Google. You can't do anything on your own. And you have to create a team that kind of has a lot of buy-in when you're trying to ship software. So between software engineers, product managers, program managers, marketing, sales, ops, you have to unify this collective towards a specific mission. Finally, decisiveness is really huge in the military, but it, it's just as important at Google. Google's very data-driven, and often we can suffer from paralysis by analysis. Hmm. But it was a very similar thing in, in combat as an infantry platoon leader. Uh, we were very focused on, on risk management and not making the wrong decision that would jeopardize, uh, jeopardize lives or, or assets. And one thing I knew in the military was that a good decision now was better than a perfect decision later. So when I needed to choose, uh, you know, a site to land a medical evacuation bird um, to get a wounded soldier out of the area, you know, a, you know speed and timing was, was really important. So kind of understanding how to balance those uh, was crucial. And I find that the same is true at Google.
0: Well, that's so interesting. I, I appreciate that three-letter acronym, and I'm sure that the listeners do too. I'm stuck on one, I have to admit, when you said, suck down my fear because fear is contagious and calm is contagious as well. What is your technique for sucking down or suppressing fear or, or uh, anxiety when you're under a sense of pressure? What have you found useful and successful?
1: Honestly, it's hard to explain. But the way I think about it, and I think this is based on a lot of uh, a lot of the training I had while in the military, was I give myself about a second or two, essentially a tactical pause to think through options and to not make um, the instinctual response that my body is pushing me to make. I kind of just wait a second or two. And that gives me enough time to collect my thoughts And then give clear and concise and confident, sometimes fake confident, (laughs) guidance on on what I think the way forward is. And I do the Mm -hmm. same thing at Google because some of our engineers are PhDs from the best schools in the world. And um, honestly, they're very intimidating at times. And they're counting on me as a product manager to make a decision. And I kind of use the same the same exercise to, to give them guidance.
0: That's just great. I appreciate that specific tidbit. And, you know, who would have thunk when you were in the Valley telling medical helicopters for evacuation and wounded soldier to where to land, that you would transfer that, that play, that, uh, that set of motions over to to being a product manager at Google. That's, um, that's cool. You know, good for you, good for the country and good for Google. Uh, yeah, Sir. I wanted to ask you because I checked out your YouTube video on the Google Veterans Network on YouTube, and you mentioned that Google wants you to bring your full self to work. I was really struck by that phrase for a lot of reasons. Um, bring your full self to dealings inside the company as well as how we serve our customers. And I'm wondering, what does that mean to you and, and how do you fill this out?
2: Yeah, I think that's an excellent question. So interestingly enough, you know, people think about diversity as being, you know, one or two categories. Um, generally, it's race, but there, but there's just so many different levels of diversity. Like there are people of, um, yes, there are race and ethnicities and nationalities, but there are people who are um, older and younger and use technologies in different ways. And there are people who are part of the queer community and people who are part of the trans community and people who just have completely different perspectives than myself. And, um, you know, interestingly enough, you know, even people... Like my little cousins, for instance, who are much younger than me, um, my little cousin who's like three years old walks up to the television and touches it with his hand, expecting it to react the way a smartphone will. Yeah,
0: that's and crazy.
2: It's interesting because no one has taught him that's not how the technology works, and you know his perspective on te- on the world and how technology should work is different than my own, despite right. we have almost the exact same background with the exception of he's much younger than me. Um, but, you know, the reason Google wants you to bring your whole self to work and that you whatever diversity you have to offer is because we all think so differently and our users are all so different. There's 7 billion people on the planet Um, And everyone is interacting with technology in very different ways. And we need to build for all of those users and the context of how those users interact with technology could be lost on a conference room of, you know, five millennial males from New York City, right? Like, we don't understand how someone in a different country engages with Google's products the way, you know, someone who is from that country. So it's important you know, to bring yourself to work and bring that diversity to work because it opens up a perspective that is really helpful um, for us as, a, as an organization to build the best products, but also just to open up a, a culture, to have a culture of openness where we learn about each other and accept each other for who we are.
0: I found that one of the coolest things about working at Google is the culture of openness, the receptivity to just a whole variety of age, sexual orientation, sexual preference, ethnicity, background. I mean, you name it. And and really an emphasis on acceptance, a teaching of acceptance, a re-education of people on acceptance. And I'm wondering if you contrast that to the Marine Corps, um, I'm hoping you could share that there are some similarities in the Marine Corps that there's been an evolution in the Marine Corps. Maybe not to the degree that that Google espouses, because, like you said, we're we want to reflect the seven billion people who we endeavor to serve around the world. But did you see some similarities, or, or do you see some progress there?
2: You know, the Marine Corps has so much diversity you know there are marines you know male female um from all different parts of the country um obviously in the united in the united states marine corps you have to be from the united states or at least living in the in the united states to serve but there's a lot of diversity in the marine corps and you know since they repealed don't ask don't tell many years ago there's a lot of openness and queerness in the marine corps as well so you know i i i haven't been in the marine corps since a long time, but it's, I've seen a lot of positivity happen while I was there and a lot of acceptance of different people. And so I, I can only imagine that, you know, now it's even more open and more, uh, more open and, and people can just be more of who they are.
0: Right. That's great to know. I think that's, I think that's good for our fighting forces to reflect the, the culture of, Of the country, um, and the many, many dimensions of the culture of the country, uh, and, you know, to be inclusive of them all. So I feel good about, I feel good about that happening. Um, gosh, it's crazy. We, we could probably talk for another hour or so, but we're coming up close on time here. So I want to first thank both of you for being on the show. I want to thank both of you for your service to our country and, I really want to thank both of you for joining Google because it's it's great to get to know you. But I want to ask each of you individually, and Harp, will start with you. What's next now for you?
1: That's always a, a tough question, Gary. Um, oh,
0: that's why I ask it. I like tough questions. <laughs>
1: um, so the way I think about it is this. Um, as a technologist, there's just too much incredible stuff going on from space to autonomous vehicles to revolutionary affordable healthcare technologies. So it's it's hard to pin down. But in the near term, my goal is to learn and continue to develop as a PM at Google. And as a former infantryman, I can't emphasize how important it is to always be growing and learning. Mm. In the military, we would go to schools and earn badges, but the goal Uh, The goal from all this training was to bring new skills back to your unit and proliferate that knowledge um, amongst your amongst your team. And as I'm fairly new to civilian life, I'm very much kind of attacking civilian life in kind of the the same format where it was go to grad school. Come to technology companies and learn as much as I can. And Google is Definitely one of the best places to, to learn how to operate in the technology sector. In the long term, I'm thinking uh, that I kind of have two major interests, the EHR, uh, which is the electronic healthcare care record and modernizing the electronic health care record, because I worked on this a little bit um, at the Department of Veterans Affairs. And then personally, I'm a wounded warrior uh, that was injured in Afghanistan, um, so I didn't that very much resonates with me in terms of kind of mission and impact. And then the second thing is like the real long-term is, is potentially, and I'm just exploring this is venture capital investing like Yasir, uh very interested in the impact finances can have, and especially in the technology space. And I think that there's a lot of opportunity to drive, um, to drive certain enterprise software technologies into the realm of healthcare, and like I think that's something I'd be passionate about, but also something I think that would, um, you know, potentially have a great impact uh, on the uh, great, you know, on on the country or or the greater society.
0: Well, I love the short term and the long term nature of your vision. That's super cool that you have it that well formulated, and also that it builds upon the success and the foundation of your past, um, you know, beginning with your service. So. Continued. Good luck to you in, in your career. Um, Yesir, over to you for um, for the question of what's next now for you.
2: Yeah, I will go ahead and echo everything uh, Harp mentioned. You know, one of my models in life has always been always choose growth, find opportunities to grow, whether it's educational, whether it's professionally, whether it's mentally you have to always be pushing yourself on this journey that we call life. But I'm going to go slightly a different direction where I will tell you that the one thing that COVID has taught me is the fragility of life. And so for me over the next year or two in the short term, I really want to spend time with the people that I love. I really want to cherish the moments with my friends and family, you know, there's just been so many lives lost. There have been so many dreams that have just been stolen from the world. And I think that, you know, if you're listening to this, like, you know, it's important to cherish the moments that we have with each other here, you know, whether it's with your friends and your family, you know, I know everyone finds it difficult to sit down and have a family dinner, but like, you know, I'm trying to express gratitude and be grateful for the things that I do have right now because um, so many people have lost so much and I'm just grateful for what I have at the moment.
0: Wow. I just got to, uh, got to catch my breath here for a second. I was, um, I was riding right with you there in the expression of gratitude and the simple things of the relationships of people who we love and, and are able to spend time with who are still here with us and, in a way that is the quintessential what's next now you know what's next now is what's in front of me <laughs> right here because i don't really know about tomorrow uh so
2: yeah i think so many of us reach for something we're we're chasing something right always and it you know it's there's nothing wrong with uh you know seeking the next thing but also be grateful for where you are as well
0: totally So, so true. It all starts with that. Hey, can I just say thanks to both of you, uh, Yasir and Harp. I I really appreciate you guys taking the time to hang out here for about 20 minutes or so and being guests on What's Next Now for the the listeners in the community to hear your point of view on the road to Google, your background in the respective services, and kind of how you conduct yourselves with growth mindsets and um, what I also hear as big and full hearts, uh, in the world. And uh, I know you guys are going to do great things and I'm thrilled I, I get to, to be at the company to do some of it with you. So once again, thanks for being on What's Next and Out today.
1: Thanks so much for having us, Gary.
2: Thank you very much.